Welcome to this edition of Amazing Creation. I'm your host, Fred Johnson. This show is about the credibility of the scriptures as they pertain to the creation of the world and our origins, and in contrast to the dogma of evolution. The show is produced by the Triangle Association for the Science of Creation. That's shortened to TASC, T-A-S-C, a Raleigh, North Carolina group of scientists and lay folks whose mission is to increase awareness of the scientific evidence supporting the plain, straightforward understanding of the biblical account of creation. Evolution is almost universally now taught in our public schools, colleges, and universities as the origin of all of life we see around us. But there are many, including highly educated scientists, who see evolution not only as impossible, but moreover as untenable when made to stand beside the revealed Word of God in the Bible. Our topic today is entitled Intelligent Design in Biology with Dr. Dan Reynolds. Dr. Reynolds has a Ph.D. in organic chemistry from the University of Texas at Austin. He has been at the GSK Pharmaceutical Company for almost 25 years studying the chemistry of the degradation of drugs when they are put under extreme storage conditions. Dan has been active in tasks since 1996, which is how I have gotten to know him. And he has served in a number of offices there, including chairman. And in his spare time, Dan has in the past taught a creation science class at Southeastern Bible College. Dan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Fred. Dan, I know that the crux of the concept of our topic today is that those who study biology see before them that biological systems are loaded with information in their DNA and that information is the compelling evidence that biological systems have been intelligently designed. If you would begin by defining for us what is information. Sure, Fred. Um, Information can be defined as a sequence of symbols that can be interpreted as a message. An arrangement of symbols which can't be interpreted as a message is gibberish. There are two properties of information which are important to our discussion. One defining property of information is the unlikelihood or improbability that random chance could create a specific arrangement of symbols. Can you give us a simple example of something that has this kind of information in it? Sure. For example, Genesis 1-1 in the King James Version says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. That sentence contains 53 characters consisting of the English alphabet and spaces, and we'll ignore case and punctuation for the moment. If we were to pick letters and spaces randomly out of a hat containing all 26 letters and a blank card to represent a space, what would the probability be we would get Genesis 1-1? Well, the first letter in the sentence is the letter I. There are 27 possible characters, 26 letters in a space. So the probability that an I would be selected by chance is 1 in 27. Now imagine we put the I back in the hat, and we're going to do the second, the same treatment for the next letter. The probability of selecting an N for the second character of the sentence would also be 1 in 27. This is the case for all the rest of the characters. To get the probability of forming Genesis 1-1 by random drawings, we would multiply 1 divided by 27 times itself 53 times. That number is 1 over 10 to the 76th power. And by the way, there are an estimated 10 to the 69th particles in the Milky Way galaxy. 
This means that getting the sequence of letters and spaces by chance to form Genesis 1-1 has a very low probability. In fact, it would be more likely that a specific atom in our galaxy could be picked at random than to get Genesis 1-1 by chance. The probability of a sequence is inversely related to its complexity. In other words, the less probable a sequence of symbols is, the greater its complexity and vice versa. Okay, I see the complexity of the structure of a simple sentence and the improbability of creating it by random selection of letters. Mm -hmm. But there is even more to a sentence than just the order of the letters, correct? True. The second defining property of information is that the symbols can be interpreted as a message. In the case of Genesis 1-1, English-speaking people recognize the sequence of symbols as a sentence telling us God created the universe. Consider that most sequences of 53 symbols consisting of, Eng of the English alphabet and spaces, and there are 10 to the 76th power total possible arrangements, do not convey a message. Only a very tiny fraction of the whole would form English words in meaningful sentences. William Dembski calls an arrangement of symbols that corresponds to a message a specification. Hence, information is characterized by an arrangement of symbols with low probability, which also can be recognized as a message. Information is an arrangement of symbols that is complex and specified. So what does this have to do with biological systems? Much information in biology is found in the large molecules DNA, RNA, and proteins. DNA and RNA and proteins have a language written in them called the genetic code. DNA, RNA, and proteins are made from chemical units that play a role similar to letters in the alphabet. The order of the chemical units determines the meaning of the genetic text. The alphabet, so to speak, in DNA and RNA consists of four letters, which chemically are called bases. The alphabet in proteins consists of 20 letters, which chemically are called amino acids. In a cell, the messages in DNA and RNA are translated into an amino acid sequence in a protein. So in other words, we're, we're translating a message in DNA language into a, the same message in protein language. The machinery of the cells translate the information in DNA and RNA by reading three letters at a time. Three bases in sequence code for a specific amino acid. Proteins may play roles in a cell such as chemical catalysts that make vital reactions occur. They are also the building blocks of molecular machines, and they are used to create structures. There is a regulatory system which uses feedback loops to control when a specific protein is needed and manufactured. So in the cell, there is coordinated data processing, language translation, and even manufacturing. The DNA, RNA, protein translation system requires all of its parts to function. The DNA and RNA carry the code for the amino acid sequences in the proteins, and the proteins are required to make the molecular machines which duplicate DNA and make other proteins. Systems like this that require all their parts to function are said to be irreducibly complex because the removal or alteration of any part will cause the system 
to stop functioning. So how could this system of information in the cell come about by random processes? Some have defined life as a self-replicating chemical reaction. No one has ever made or observed in nature a self-replicating molecule, although an artificial, and I repeat artificial, self-replicating chemical system requiring several molecules based on RNA has recently been reported by Joyce in the scientific literature. One of the simplest known single-cell organisms is Mycoplasma genitalium. This parasite's genome has roughly 600,000 bases and roughly 500 genes. Genes are the part of the genome, that's all the DNA, that code for proteins. Let's say that the organism has 500 proteins and each protein has 100 amino acids. And just so you'll know, most proteins are actually much larger than this. The probability of forming one protein would be 1 divided by 20 times itself 100 times, or 1 chance in 1.3 times 10 to the 130th power. It's an enormous number and very low probability. But even if you could do it, you would still need another 499 proteins, each equally improbable, and you would need all 500 in the same place and at the same time. You would also need lipids, DNA, RNA, sugars, and so forth to be at the same place and at the same time and organize in a functional way. Otherwise, the cell wouldn't work. Clearly, even the simplest cell contains much complex specified information, much more than a chance process could reasonably create. Calculations show that even if all the matter in the universe were somehow used in a grand experiment that lasted the universe's entire possible existence, assuming trillions, that's trillion with a T, of years into the future, it would still not be enough to make even a few simple proteins, let alone create a functioning cell by chance. Is there a known cause that could produce the information found in biological molecules? Well, as already stated, no naturally occurring self-replicating molecule is known. It took an army of Ph.D. scientists years to create an artificial self-replicating chemical system containing many molecules based on RNA. Even then, the system had to be maintained by adding the correct chemicals. All the molecules in the system had to be synthesized under controlled conditions. This demonstrates such a system requires a designer. The created system was much simpler than even the simplest cell. Science has no evidence that natural processes can create the information found in biochemistry. On the other hand, we do know that the mind of human beings can generate the information required to build airplanes, cars, and computers. Hence, intelligence is a known cause of information. It is therefore reasonable to hypothesize that the information found in biology came from an intelligent source, and of course, Christians believe that intelligence was God. Dan, I believe recently we've learned that there is far more information packed into the cells than what we understood before. Indeed, there is, Fred. There's been a recent discovery by something called the ENCODE project. They have found that most DNA is transcribed into RNA molecules that serve genetic regulatory purposes. Less than 5% of our DNA serves as code for proteins. 
In the cell, the information needed to make proteins is stored in the DNA. Scientists had long thought that the non-coding DNA, about 95% of all DNA, was leftovers from evolution. They called the non-coding DNA junk DNA. When they compared the order of the chemicals in the junk DNA across various forms of life, they found a pattern of relatedness that was similar to the pattern found when comparing anatomical features. Hence, they said that the junk DNA was evidence for common descent, as expected from an evolutionary origin. Why, they ask, would a, re- would a creator litter the genomes of organisms with useless DNA and in a way that suggested evolution? They said that the junk DNA was proof of evolution and against the creator. But now it appears that the non-coding DNA is not junk after all, that it serves necessary purposes. The argument can now be made that the pattern of apparent relatedness between organisms implies a common creator, not necessarily descent with modification. Just as a computer programmer uses the same code for a given function in various software applications, so an intelligent designer might use similar DNA code across various species. In fact, the reality that most, if not all, of the genome is purposeful raises the stakes for evolution since now there's more information to be explained by a mindless chance process. Moreover, we now know that there are often multiple messages written in the same DNA text, raising the information content orders of magnitude. There are no known natural processes that can generate this quantity of information. The best known explanation is simply intelligence. The information in biochemistry clearly points to a creator. Thank you, Dr. Dan Reynolds, for such a clear presentation of the impossibility that our biological systems could occur by mere chance. And thanks to you, listeners, for tuning in. You can find out more about TASC and some good information about the scientific study of the world from the perspective of those who take the scripture seriously at the TASC website, task-creationscience.org. That's T-A-S-C-creationscience.org. There you can learn about TASC's monthly meetings, which are open to the public, subscribe to the monthly newsletter, and read and download previous articles. Until next time, this has been Fred Johnson for Amazing Creation.